welcome everybody to this week's episode of the Forward with Joe podcast. Today we're going to talk about how to set healthy expectations in your home. One of the biggest challenges any leader can face is knowing how to set the right expectations. And too often in the home, our expectations borderline perfection. Now, Business 101 is that if you close every sale, you're either one, not charging enough, or two, you haven't talked to enough people yet. And to promote that idea, consider record-holding athletes. None of them were perfect. I mean, when you talk about an MVP caliber hitter, that's somebody that's batting around 300. Uh, We can also look back on historical athletes. So Michael Jordan has hit more game-winning buzzer beaters than anyone else in the history of the NBA, but he only made 45% of the game-winning buzzer beaters he took. Now, Jim Tomey holds the Major League Baseball record for the most walk-off home runs at 13. Jim Tomey had 13 walk-off home runs in his career. Now, match that number 13 to the idea that he played in over 2,500 games. And the examples go on, but more important is your answer to these next two questions. First, why do you set yourself up to fail at leading your family by creating unrealistic expectations? And second, how do you manage expectations as a leader in your home? And I'm going to answer both of those with you, but first, let me share a story. So following the birth of my baby number two, and then later baby number three, my mother-in-law and my father-in-law came to stay with us for a week or so to help out. And the first time I had this, these grandiose visions of something similar to like living in a full service resort, you know, they'd take care of the kids or clean the house or cook the meals. My wife and I were going to rest and sleep and adjust to adding a new baby. Now, I don't know why I had that idea, especially as, as the parent that wasn't even the one that just gave birth, <laughs> uh, but there it was. That's kind of what I'd created in my head. So needless to say, it didn't happen. And by the time it came for them to leave, I was actually relieved because I'd also created this idea that because they were guests in my home, that they were expecting a certain level of attention or service or taking care of making sure that their needs were met. And that wasn't anything that they said or spoke. It was just something that I'd created in my head. So after that happened with baby number two, obviously I learned my lesson before they came to help with baby number three, right? Wrong. Instead, I just worried about what it was going to be like. I worried about how they would respond or that they would think I was ungrateful if I said anything. I worried they wouldn't come at all if I spoke up and my wife would be hurt and then I would have this heavier load to bear of a new baby and two kids to watch. I worried about losing my cool if I saw or experienced certain things that had triggered me the last time. I worried about how miserable I was going to be with them here and how that would tarnish the work I was trying to do or my time with my other kids. Frankly, I worried about a thousand different possibilities and I never addressed my real need. And sure enough, there was one evening that I was sitting on the couch and I was holding a brand new baby. My two-year-old son, he began crawling on me and trying to get closer to the baby. And the way he was crawling on me and how I was holding the baby, I was not able to get a good grip on him to get him to stop. So did I ask for help? No, of course not. I just got irritated that one of my in-laws was checking Facebook 
And one of the and the other grandparent was just reading something on their iPad. You know, couldn't they see that I needed help? But I didn't ask. I just let it stew. And then the next thing I know, my two-year-old is about to lose his balance and fall face first off the couch into some hard objects on the ground. And still, nobody helped. Instead, I just quickly shifted the baby. I caught my son. And then my emotions just boiled over and I, and, and I just stormed off. And I found my wife upstairs and I complained and I, I was just upset. And so why are they even here if they're not doing anything? Super mature, right? But still, I said nothing about how I felt or what I needed to the people that could actually do something about it and actually help. Now, in this story, there's a lot to learn about communication, about setting boundaries, about all kinds of different aspects. But for today, I want to focus on the lessons of creating healthy expectations. So let's go back to our first question. Why do we set ourselves up for failure by creating unrealistic expectations? One answer is because we act by default. Our default expectations in really any given situation will be to either one extreme or the other. And there is no peace found in either extreme. The other reason we set ourselves up for failure with unrealistic expectations is because we only consider outcomes based on what we think should happen or what we want to happen. We fail to incorporate the needs and the feelings of others involved. Now, both of these reasons, they have a common element. They are focused on outcomes. They are focused on the part of the equation that you cannot control. So how do you manage expectations as a leader in your home? You focus on your efforts, on your actions. If you are focused on what you can control, then you will know you've truly done your part. And that puts you in a position to receive whatever the outcome happens to be. So going back to my story, what could I have controlled? Well, I could have asked questions before my in-laws ever got there to get a better idea of what their plans were, what their purpose was, how they were going to help, where they were going to fill in the gaps. I also could have spoken up when I didn't understand why something was or wasn't being done. And I could have communicated my general needs with their stay. Hey, in, in general, this is what I need. And then if a specific situation started, I could have communicated that my specific need associated with that situation. Now, let's say I did all those things and the outcomes were the same. Well, you might ask, what's the point? What's the point of those awkward conversations if the outcome is going to still be the same? The point is, in the first scenario, the story of what actually happened, I viewed myself as the victim. Leaders are not victims. You are not a victim. When we have a victim mentality, it forces us to see others as the villains. And that's the end of your ability to lead your home if you see yourself as the victim and your family members as villains. But in the second scenario, I have the potential to feel peace knowing that I did all I knew how to do at the time. And because I'm not busy feeling like a victim or villainizing my father and mother-in-law, I can instead focus on other actions I can take to increase my chances of success. Another example 
of how worrying about the outcome rather than being present can be found in biblical times when leaders of the Jewish people rejected Jesus Christ. They had in their minds an idea of a political savior, someone that would come and rescue them from worldly situations that they disliked. So when Christ did come as a spiritual savior, who did not magically end their temporal struggles with the Roman Empire, they rejected him. And as one ancient prophet said, blindness came by looking beyond the mark. So set your expectations on what you can control and you will find a greater ability to receive the miracles available to you and your family. Now, what can you do today to apply this lesson? As you've been listening, there's a story or an experience that came to your mind. Or maybe a situation is coming to your mind right now where you know you want to lead better in your home, but you have yet to take action. First, I want you to review in your mind what it is that you're wanting to do to better lead your family. Now, write down a few key actions that you can take to increase the likelihood of success in that area. And as you do this, and the what if questions, start popping in your mind, well, well, what if so-and-so doesn't respond? Or what if the conversation doesn't happen that way? Just as those things start to pop up in your mind, remind yourself that your only expectation is that you will do your part and that you will do it imperfectly. Just like Michael Jordan, just like Jim Tomey, and just like everybody else except Jesus Christ does things imperfectly. Then track your progress for the day. And at the end of the day, ask yourself, what can I adjust in my approach to increase my chances of success? Then you repeat and you keep moving forward. Your ability to lead your family begins with letting go of perfection and creating healthy expectations for yourself and your family members. Remember that focusing on the outcome causes blindness and makes us miss the mark. So instead, focus on what you can control, the choices you make, the effort you put in, the way you get back up after making mistakes. This is the path to becoming the leader your family needs you to be. This is the path to breaking the cycle and creating a new legacy for your children. Hey listeners, I hope you enjoyed today's episode and I look forward to hearing your success stories. Remember that each Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific, I will be live on Facebook at The Joe Pomeroy to answer questions, provide support, and cheer on your successes as you implement the material from the podcast. So set a reminder and I'll see you this coming Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific on Facebook at The Joe Pomeroy. See you then.